you're listening to Swinging Down Under, a podcast about the swinging, non-monogamous lifestyle, from two crazy Australians with over four years of lifestyle antics to keep you entertained, informed, angry, happy and horny. Join our international swinging adventures. And welcome. I'm C, crazy female Australian Sheila and believer of all things love, balance and sexy times. And this is Dee. I'll be doing my best to keep the dad jokes to a minimum, which is probably going to be highly unlikely. Along with that, I'll keep C in check where I can. Did I mention I'm a pilot? We'll be your podcast host for today, so sit back and enjoy the sweet, sweet melodies. G'day guys, welcome to episode 85. That's a thing, people want to know, apparently. I've been out-tweeted. So listen, our main topic today is all about taking one for the team. It's part of a, a series that we're going to be doing about Stuff Swingers Say. We're doing a series now? Yeah. Doing a couple of things. I'm pretty sure that we've started a series before and then didn't finish the series. Actually, on that, uh, we I do still want to keep going with the cultural diversity segment. So if anybody is out there listening that's from a country that isn't Australia, the UK or America, can you please get in contact with us? We really want to hear from you guys and learn about your experiences within your country. Um, there's a lot of voices out there that cover those three countries. So we really want to put some more voices out there. So if you are from any other country... Hit us up, cnd at swingingdownunder.com. Really want to hear from you. We want to interview you, so please let us know. But otherwise, 85, episode 85. Before we get started, I just wanted to mention a few things. We received a rather long-winded email from a lady in Austin. Jay, thanks for your email. She said it was a long-winded email, but I sent her one back that was equally as long. I didn't read either of them. Which is not surprising to you, right, Dee? No, not at all. That's pretty much a jam. You do love a long-winded email. We do. I do ask you to dot point shit regularly. Like, just dot point it for me, babe, and you're like... And then 45 dot points later, we get to the dot point. That's the crux of the points of dots. And I really do have to say thank you to everybody who sent us emails after the recent breast augmentation episode and the floating episode. We had a lot of emails on that, and there were some really great stories. Uh, A few ladies actually followed up with their changes in breast augmentation, you know, why they decided to have augmentation done or not, and it was really cool. Well, we some talking, people who we're still talking about boobs. We're still talking about boobs, exactly. Yep. So thanks, thanks for that. We also got a, quite a number of reviews on iTunes this month as well. So thank you very much to everybody who did that. And Tiff you were and just Tony. balls deep into just getting this shit freaking done. Freaking reeking, like getting done, and getting out and the fucking door. J Y Y T as well as do test. So thank you very much. Thanks for to that. all of those peeps. Yeah, quick update on Naughty New Orleans as well. The main hotel God has damn, sold I mean, out. You are just banging through these topics. I are am. we going to have enough topics to get through the podcast? We are. We're good. You sure? Yep, absolutely. Because you're belting them out. 100% positive. I mean, you've just gone through, like, I feel like that's six podcasts in one, like, session. I have dot just points. Just done now. I have bullet points. You've fucking bullet pointed the shit out of I this. I have. So Naughty New Orleans in July, the main hotel has sold out, but the there are still rooms at the Saint. So if you want to go onto the website, uh, swingingdownunder.com forward slash naughty, there is currently a promotion running. It should still be good for when this podcast comes out, but you can get $50 off if you put in the code SPRING. So go and check that out if you guys haven't yet bought your tickets naughty? to Naughty in New Orleans. Yeah. Okay. We're going to Naughty in New Orleans and we're hosting the meet and greet there. Yeah, absolutely. And we are actually excited. I've, I've started ordering some of the stuff that we're taking to Naughty, so that's really exciting. Last but not least, though, before we get into our podcast today, really want to thank all of our Patreon supporters. We've had some great supporters there. We've, we're almost coming up to our year, actually. So we launched that in July last year and we're almost coming up to one year. So thanks you, thank you, everyone, for supporting us there. And thank you to our most recent Patreon supporter, Dave. Davo, Cheers, buddy. Really appreciate the hell out of you. So, Dee, anything to mention before we get into today's topic? You've just returned back from Spain and London. How was it? You were there as well. How did you think it was? Yeah, I was there. It was good. Yeah? 
You went all right? Went all right, yeah. Went all right, good. I'm bit, glad to hear it. It's fucking cold, though, yeah, I have to admit. <laughs> yeah, you went to a, we went to a tropical island in the middle of Spain. Canary Islands, as I like to call them. Lots of canneries there. They can, like, tropical bananas. There's no canneries. Lots of bananas. Did you have a good trip? Yes, of course I did. I was there with you. No, thank you. That's what made it. What a about good London? Trip. London, yeah, it was all right. Met a couple of people there. <laughs> Jerk face. So yeah, we're happy to be back. Thank you again, everyone. We do have some show notes here that I'm going to add some links in particular. We are going to mention the monogamous marriage blog. We're going to mention Swinger Diaries. So check the show notes for that. But also, there is a blog associated with this podcast talking about taking one for the team. So if you go to swingingdownunder.com forward slash taking, or just you'll see you that. Know, there. Just go there. Or go to the show notes as well. Yeah. Yeah. And check That'd it out. That'd be the way to go. We could just read out different, you know, websites all night. How about just go to the website? Just, just go, go to the links on the just show notes. Have a look. Just have a just bang it out of the show notes. Crack just a look. Are right, you ready to get into it? Crack a look. Taking one for the team. Okay. I'm taking one for the team. You you guys are the team. Just saying. All right, let's look at the definition of taking one for the team. I found this one on Wiki, as we mentioned. I picked this one very specifically. Uh, there's obviously a lot of different definitions of taking one for the team. It is a sports reference, first and foremost. And so I did look for something that was a little bit more sexual about what we're talking about, you know, in the traditional sense of taking one for the team, as in, you know, taking home a person perhaps who was less desirable than, than you wanted or helping out your mates. So here's the definition as I found it in Wiki. So taking one for the team is someone willingly making a sacrifice for the benefit of others. A few key words in there. Sacrifice, benefit to others. That one was pretty damn heavy, but the reason I used that one was I think it is probably as closely representative of how people in the lifestyle uh, assume this particular, you know, theme, sentence, whatever you want to say, would match what they think. I think most people in the lifestyle use it in terms of, you know, we don't, we need to equally be on the same page before we play or go to an event, have to equally be involved with the couple or the single before we take the next steps, you know, 100% in on whatever's going to happen. I think that's the way that most people use it, right? How, how do you feel about the, uh, that, that definition? Do you think it matches what people in the lifestyle use it as? No, because, well, it doesn't match how we use it, I suppose. I think that we define taking one for the team as somebody being either really, really out or kind of repulsed. Okay. Yeah, not just like a, you know, oh, they're only 80% my style, not 100%. Yeah. Because if you live on that rule, if you're trying to find a couple that's 100% first sight sexually attractive to both to you, visually attractive, and 100% personality attractive to both of you, and also 100% sexually the same as you both, then you may as well just sleep with each other because that's the only way you're going to find it. Yeah, and I guess, you know, we're crossing territory into that, that you know, that four-way connection that we always talk about. But I think that most people do use the term in the sense that unless we find that, that perfect alignment of the gods, then they may classify it as taking one for the team. There's a lot of reference to God in this particular podcast. I mean, I feel That's because like we've just been watching, like... You know, Aquaman. different Aquaman, and we just watch Shazam, and you know all these yeah. sorts of things. So yeah, you've been totally nerding out this weekend. <laughs> so that's that's why I'm using it so often. But I think most people, that's the way that they would use it. You know, when, when somebody says we don't take one for the team, yeah, I mean, are they talking about to your point? being repulsed by someone or are they talking about like hey maybe we're not all on the same page you know veto power obviously comes into this too yeah well i don't think veto power has anything to do with uh with generally being not attracted to the the individuals Mm -hmm. i think most of the time veto power comes around because you're 
actually concerned that your partner might be a little too attractive, attracted to the people or they're showing them all the attention and not you any attention. Oh, that's interesting because I would have actually said that people would use veto power more when perhaps if you had a really, um, you know, you were interested in her but then I just wasn't interested in him. You know, I, I wasn't attracted to him or something like that. That's when I think people would use veto power. Yeah, well, I mean, this wouldn't be the first time we've disagreed oh, on for something. Sure. No, for sure. Yeah, so, I mean, for me, there's, you know, finding that 100% alignment, 100% engagement Doesn't with exist. everybody, it, it's it's hard to find. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at so many variables here, especially if you're using age, race, type. Sexual preference. Sexual preference, all those sort of things to uh, as an alignment tool, which I'm not saying we do because we don't. But if you are, then you're kind of fucked. There's no fucking way you're going to find a couple that fits that perfect mould. And if they do, that would be a very interesting scenario, I think, because if we found the couple that was perfect for both of us, what would that do for or to our relationship, do you think? Oh, if that person becomes perhaps, uh, you know, a lot of people say, you know, why, why, why do you in the lifestyle, like what is your partner actually giving to you? And we actually have a question about that. We're going to um, answer later on in this podcast, but if somebody's fulfilling everything that you're interested in in another person outside of your relationship, then yeah, like wh- how, what does that actually mean for your relationship? Because obviously, I'm quite special to you. Is that what you mean? Yeah, no, I mean as a couple, would that then make, would that then make us think? Well, if this is the perfect couple that works really well for us, would we then think? Well, perhaps we should have a poly relationship with them mm, yeah. because if they're exactly what we're looking for, exactly what we're looking for which means they're also feeling the same way about us. I mean, how does that change the relationship? I don't think that happens very often. And that's what, that's what I've actually, I, I wrote this down, but, you know, I, I can honestly sit here and, you know, hand on my heart say that we have not had a 99% or 100% connection with every single person we've played with. That would be an outright lie if I said that to you. Am I 80% there? And nor have we even with some of our long-term play partners who are now reaching that sort of number. When we first started playing with them i don't think they were in that number even well yeah because you've only just started getting to know exactly them too, yeah. so it takes time to foster that understanding as well so this is the thing first first view of people no matter who they are your first view is always just a physical view right because you can't judge people on anything other than their physical so you judge straight up if you're if they're not your physical type immediately you might you might rule them out but you've got the intellectual side that you start to dig into and their intellectual side, the more you become exposed to that, might more and more drag their physical style back into your your boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I think taking one for the team is an interesting term because you, you don't necessarily have to take one for the team in hindsight either. So up front, say we sleep with a couple. Um, Was it good sex? Of course. Yeah. I mean, I was there, so (laughs) it's fucking amazeballs. Did you see that move I did? It wasn't amazing. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I feel like you win. I've been practicing yoga, so I was like bending like a pretzel. Yeah. You haven't been practicing any I have not been, but this is an imaginary sex session. It's a fucking lie. Go with me, babe. Oh, sorry. It was mind-blowing sex. It was fucking Yeah, it was mind-blowing sex, yeah. Yeah, Kate definitely had her legs behind her head um, for most of it. Yeah. I was also making, you know, cocktails on the side as yeah, well. Like I was multitasking. For the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, even the, the 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 DP was like she decided that she'd go with the the DV 
double AP. Whoa, hey, dude, back it up. <laughs> <laughs> Too far? Too much. Um, I mean, we're just making shit up now, right? So sorry, back to what you're saying. So you were saying that, you know, even when you're having sex. Yeah, you, you know, first time around, you might have sex with a couple that you find uh, visually visually stimulating, but not necessarily to the requirement, you know, that you would have for a long-term play partner. But then after getting to know them, after maybe a few play sessions, that might change everything in a big way. Yeah, and I think that's what I was trying to say before. You know, I haven't... Well, you didn't I, say it, though. You were trying to say it. I was it. trying to... I maybe you should just say it. I, I don't ever recall a time... As much as we've had fun, and, and, you know, I just want to make sure that that's quite obvious, that every time that we've gone into some sort of play session together, an event or something, we have had a good time. There's no doubt. There's been some element of a good time, except except for the one time where I was knitting a fucking sweater in the room, but otherwise... I like, had a good time. You had a great time, but it's always been something that <laughs> we've had a great time, you know, and I think for me that's, that's, that's the point of this. So this do is you, another one. I mean, what percentage of great time do you have to have... Exactly, to, for it to be a good time. For it to be a good time seeing me having a great time. Like if I'm having the best sexual experience ever... Okay, so she's, she's the pretzel now, yep. Then what... What level of fun do you have to be at from right, 0% to 100% for it to be amazing for you? And that's where compersion comes in because I think that if, if for example, my... Ooh, somebody my, ate a fucking thesaurus, thesaurus for breakfast. Thesaurus. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a, a dinosaur. It's a, yeah, it's a dinosaur book. <laughs> it's a, and there's a Theopolis as well. Watch him. Mm, 40%, I would say. 40%. Yeah. Wow. I'd say 40 because, again, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking back to times when we've played in the past perhaps and there's been some performance issues with the gentleman that I'm playing with and perhaps he hasn't, you know, uh, given me oral or used his fingers to uh, stimulate me. In that case, I will move back around and start watching you, playing with you. If she's bisexual, I may play with her. So, again, my percentage may go up if there's an opportunity for me to go back in. But if I was just sitting in the corner, then I would say it has to be 40 yeah, see, this is where definitions become important. Maybe we should look it up Maybe on we should wiki, wiki it. and figure out what the <laughs> definition is. I don't. Well, what would you say yours is? If, say, for example, I was just being pleasured, and th- this is probably zero where we're, is mine. Yeah, we're a little bit different in this because, because I'm happy to watch you get pleasured. So, I, as long as it's not negative, I have no issue with it. But I'm happy to be just. Uh, I mean, it, that's not entirely true. I don't just want to be a wallflower i wouldn't mind being out of the room as long as i could see what was going on as well that would be kind of interesting i don't know whether that's something that i that i want to attempt and i'm certainly sure it's not something you want to attempt what having sex in a glass room and you sitting outside of it no you fucking weirdo who's has who's got a what glass about, what, room just laying around no but you could you, i suppose you wouldn't want it to be a glass room because then you know seeing you out there just watching may yeah, but you don't want to be experience. a full mirror so room maybe it could be one of those yeah oh, that'd like be those really one way mirror no things. like a whole room made out of fucking mirrors yeah that's weird <laughs> i mean imagine it you'd just well, be it'd sitting be an behind infin- sitting behind the one wall mirror watching is but weird it, you okay sicko. so imagine this imagine you're riding him now and you look back and it's an infinite penis because it just goes off into no into the distance right because that's how mirrors to mirror works mm-hmm. you've now got infinite penis you can't handle infinite penis i can't handle infinite penis i mean if you could you'd be one of the marvel characters you'd be infinite penis woman Slightly off topic, but um, I just want everybody out there in podcast land to know that um, soil and the earth is a finite resource, so let's <laughs> stop fucking with it. Dee can explain that later. But, uh, not going to. You're not going to. You're just going to leave it there. Yep. Nice. So, leave yeah. Leave it hanging. I, honestly, I would say, yeah, my, I do have compersion. I like watching you, but I think I do also like being part of it. So for me, 
Yeah, I guess forty percent probably would still stand then. Yeah, so so we're very different in that regard because I, I think if I were having sex whilst you were just watching, you would not be happy with that. Whereas the other way around. Well, but then, you know, it depends. Like, what are we defining as interaction? Because is interaction me sitting in a chair masturbating with a toy? That's then becoming interaction. So that's then increasing my percentage of... i got to think that getting to 40%, just sitting in a corner jerking off is going to be um, going to be a tough tough road. Dude, it was a great orgasm. Yeah, but I mean, so we're back to the imaginary thing. <laughs> awesome orgasm. The thing is, though, after your orgasm, you just fucking fall asleep like you always do. So you'd now we got a snoring, drooling Kate in the corner of the room whilst <laughs> I'm trying hot. to like, so hot. <laughs> whilst I'm trying to, you know, keep a, another lady happy. That doesn't work. I think what this just goes to show you, though, is that, you know, as much as we think we have our own definition sorted within our heads or as much as we think we understand ourselves or our relationship, good to discuss because clearly we just found out something. We're on different pages in that regard. And so I think that... I don't think we're on different pages. I just think that you have a different requirement to what I do when it comes to that That's sort of I mean. activity. And so it's, it's, it's handy then to understand the dynamic in yourself and your relationship because if you guys are out there in a play situation and maybe... Maybe that does happen. Maybe there is some performance issues and the lady does require, like I just did, maybe a 40%, I'm not too sure, and she's not having that play encounter on the other side of the room and then at the end of it, you know, you walk away going, that was fucking great, and she's walking away going, eh, you know. I think the word dynamic is actually a very important part of this. Oh, yeah? Okay, do we elaborate? Well, because all of these situations are dynamic, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So that means that in some situations you might be happy with 5%. That's true. In some situations, because let's say now it's a long-term play partners. We've been with them for, been with them many yeah. times. We enjoy their company. We enjoy sex with them. I'm not feeling you're that not great feeling, anyway. You're not feeling, yeah. yeah so so maybe, well, maybe maybe it's the flip side. Maybe I'm actually feeling, you know, super comfy, super happy. Don't you know? I'm I'm don't need to feel like I've got to be involved in that play exactly. session. So it could flip by the way. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, even into the negative. So basically, what so, we've uncovered uh, we've, here is that we have no fucking idea, and there's so many variables. Well, anyone really who's hard listening, to anyone who's listening to our podcast knows we have no fucking idea. <laughs> I mean, that's the basis. That's the foundation, the cornerstone of this podcast, the keystone of the the entire fucking oh, keystone. Nice the entire ninety seven star date ninety seven oh, podcasts up. is around the fact that we have no fucking clue, mm-hmm. but we. We like to talk about the fact we have no fucking clue. Well, here's a question then for and you. crazy people like to listen. And even crazier people, whisper, whisper, Dave, <laughs> likes to fucking pay for it. <laughs> what, um, in, in thinking back over our uh, play sessions, thinking back over our encounters, like what percentage across the spectrum do you think that you have been happy with the play sessions versus not? Or, you know, does any, does any of them stand out to you? Well, this becomes very interesting because given a lot of my excitement and fun is based off whether you're enjoying yourself, your involvement can actually adversely affect mine. So, for example, the time when you were knitting a sweater that you bring up there, I I was in the act of having sex with somebody else, but I wasn't mentally in the act of having sex with somebody else because I was sitting there looking at you concerned, trying to bring you back into what was happening on the other side of the bed. I mean, it was really nice of you to dab the sweat from my forehead. That Thank was uh, very, um, very thoughtful. Got some refreshments too, if I remember. <laughs> you did. Um, and you managed to find the right porn account for the gentleman so that he could watch that. Whilst... Let's not rehash the whole situation. Yeah. Let's so, move on. So um, that was in Stardate 13, I think. You know, the, the fact that you weren't engaged and weren't enjoying yourself it becomes a detriment to my 
you know, fun as well. With that in mind, I mean, we're now back to the back to the point where we don't know what the fuck we're talking about, and we can't give any advice whatsoever <laughs> because there's too many things involved. I mean, again, if you're not excited by it, then I'm less excited by it, which drags back my number, which could push you or me into a negative number, and then we're doing it for the sake of the other person, which means we're taking one for the team. So give me a median. Bam. What's your uh, what's your average? Mic drop. I'm fucking out. <laughs> Oh, thanks. Uh, that was Dee leaving the building. Uh, thanks for joining, Dee. Didn't drop the mic. They're really appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> didn't drop the mic because I would literally go into a fucking out and out rage, and you'd go into a ball. I would. You'd ball up. I'd be so around right. the mic. You'd ball up around the mic. I I grabbed a few people's opinions on this. So obviously we did the the Twitter poll, which was really in interesting. in the hope that they might be able to fucking explain this yeah. because we have well no clue. Done. Hey, you just crowdsource. That's just the way it's done. We crowdsourced. Crowdsource. Oh, sorry. I th- Thought you were um, speaking in riddles. No, I'm not. I thought you were a princess and you were using your crown to source information. Oh, my God. Like aerials. On this topic, actually, uh, there's another podcast out there. If you haven't heard of them, they're called Swinger Diaries. And each podcast, they go through and answer some questions. I think it's Stardate 120 for It is not. It is episode 64. Um, Swinger Diaries did a podcast and one of their sections was about taking one for the team. Go and listen to that. uh, And uh, they give some really interesting perspectives there. I had uh, quite a few people respond to me here and... uh, This one here was from Faith Bomb. They said the notion sometimes assumes that attraction uh, is the most important um, part of this uh, engagement and it's actually a spectrum. Uh, They said it's rare that they absolutely are disgusted by someone. In that case, they would definitely not sleep with them. However, they said in many cases, group sex situations, maybe there's not an equal attraction to everyone involved, but that's pretty normal. So how do we define taking one for the team? That's pretty much what we said. Yeah, I know, right? We, we've, we're geniuses. We managed to crowdsource the information that actually aligns with what we're putting forward. There's, which a, is, there's a really, uh, there's a great few people that are conflicting here. Yeah, I mean, we've just contradicted ourselves like 14 times in the last 18.29 minutes. Excellent. Good job, us. Yeah, look at this go. This one was really interesting. Though. This one's actually from a bisexual lady, and she's she's uh, more bisexual in terms of on the on the Kinsey scales. Her perspective here is that every time she plays with another woman, when there's men present, that technically, in her mind, she's taking one for the team because she prefers playing with women. She says she doesn't mind pleasuring men, and she of course loves making men happy. But at the end of the day, from her perspective, whenever there's a man in the room, whenever there's a man involved, there is an element of taking one for the team there within herself because she's of single. So that was an interesting perspective. I thought that, you know, when we often talk about this, we talk about it normally from a couple perspective. So she's taking one for her own team. For her own team, yeah. Well, now we're just getting fucking self-enveloping. We're just get, we're going to fall into a chasm of, oh, Boop. that was my mind getting blown, just in case. Yeah, anyone didn't hear that. Kate will definitely overlay some sort of cheesy, chintzy fucking uh, head explosion noise, like a boop. So, yeah, okay, taking one for the team as a, as a solo, I suppose that can happen as well. Well, yeah, it can happen. I've certainly done that myself now that I'm thinking back to when I was single. More than once taken so one how did for that, the team. So how did that work out when you were single? Like, how did you take one for the team? Well, I mean, there's always two heads in the game when you're talking as a man, right? Okay. There's your logical head and your dickhead. Okay. <laughs> so um, occasionally the dickhead says, look, this has got to happen. It's been a while. You know, we need to make this happen. And your logical head's like... I don't want to do this. <laughs> don't, don't make me do it, man. I don't. I, I don't. I think we're. I think we're over overstretching here. So uh, hold on a second, though. I mean, at the end of the day, you still had fun, right? 
Did you still enjoy that activity? Uh, I think the word you're looking for is orgasm. Doesn't necessarily have to be have a good one time? to meet the other. Did you have a good time? Yes. So really, is that then taking one for the team or not? Uh, I mean, you, you're arguing now with the one head. We need to get the other guy out <laughs> if you want to have to have a discussion. Well, about I'm, that. I'm serious because sometimes let me just warm him up. Might be a second in the moment, in the moment, or going into a play session again. I might be eighty percent there or it might be 60% there but I know I'm going to have a good time and then in amongst the play session say I go in with a 60% yeah kind of 60% committed this will be fun I know it'll be fun during that play session I may get to an 80% I'm in because I'm enjoying myself you know and I think that's the for me it's about that judgment call do I know myself well enough to know that walking into a situation is going to be a positive experience for me. It's going to be fun. I'm going to have fun or I can make myself have fun even if, you know, there are elements around me I can't control, like if there is performance issues, for example. I think at the end of the day, if you know that of yourself, then you can walk into a play session and still have a good time. Yeah, and I think 82% of statistics are made up, so... You do think that, do you? Yeah, so we could be... Well, I mean, I make up statistics all the time. That's a very true. Yeah. There's a 30% chance that it's going to rain today. Actually, the only people who can get away with making up fucking statistics and then them not coming off is weather people. You, you weather people out there, especially if you work for Apple Weather, I mean, you seriously need to have a good long t- conversation with yourself because Apple Weather is accurate 20% of the time. Yeah, made up that fucking statistic. What are you going to do about it? You made it up. You made up <laughs> a 50, 50% chance of rain. I mean, fucking make up statistics. Yay. I think the other thing too is that, you know, I don't need those other people to be everything for me or everything in my relationship. I have myself for that and I've got you for that. So I'm completely And if you're happy. in the corner, you've got that whopping great dildo you were talking about. Exactly. I'm completely happy walking into a play session knowing that I'm not 100% there because I don't need it to be. I, If I'm going to walk in and I'm going to have a good time and I know I'm going to have a good time, then that's good enough you know and I, I I don't think that that's necessarily uh, derogatory to the people that we're playing with you know one of the uh, responses we had here uh, from Thomas he was saying does he Tomo 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 and Davo you know I said do you think that the term taking one for the team is bullshit and he said do I think it's bullshit not really I do however believe that it's disrespectful to the other person so you know and that can go for just your partner or it can go for the other people that you're playing with in the room you know, if I say, hey, I'm only 80% of the way there or I'm 60% interested, is that derogatory to them? I, I don't necessarily think it is because, again, I'm, I'm not going in there thinking I really don't want to do this because clearly I do. I'm going in there knowing I'm going to have a good time. So I don't necessarily think it is disrespectful. There's an 89% chance that we're 0% correct on 15% of what we've said. All right, so let's redefine the term then. Rather than saying taking one for the team, what would you define... What would you rather say? You're going to throw me under I'm the bus. I'm going to throw you under the, fuck it. Just, just you under the definition bus. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I would define taking one for the team as doing something that you do not want to do. How do we want to redefine it though? As we've that's just discussed. Just okay. You, that's what you want to go a hard, hard line and say. It's doing something you don't want to do. Yep. Okay. So if yeah. you see that term from now on, that's the way you're going to look at it? Yeah. It's self-sexual offending. Okay. I, I'm not going to use that term anymore. Oh, fuck. Okay. Here we go. I'm going to argue with you. Right, let's debate it. I'm I, for me. I, I I don't think the term. I love the fact that you throw me under the fucking bus, Thanks, even babe. though you've got something written down as she picks up her iPad. She's got something written down here. I'm just reading my blog. Oh, handy, isn't it? Yeah, I wonder if I should have read that. 
You wrote, you actually, look, I've got a note from D. Your first line is, I like boobs. Seriously, I do. And then you talk about the actual subject line. So even in text, you're off on tangents. Well done, you. Curveball. I do want to re- uh, define it again because my problem with this term, as we've just figured out throughout this entire time, is that everybody thinks it's a different thing. Yep. So what I'm going to say is that I'm up for fun, happy, sexy memories, and that I know myself well enough to make that judgment call and to know that I'm going to have a good time or not. That's it. I know that's a really long-winded way of wow. saying that, but... I mean, that should be the title of your next book. Should it be? <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts from a crazy lady, memoir, part Mem- one. Memoirs from a crazy cat woman. We do actually have a uh, question I'm going to get to. All right, so here we are with a question that we received from a listener. They asked us, what is special and different for us within our relationship, within your spouse that we can't get with others in, in terms of the swinging lifestyle. So again, anal sex. <laughs> what people give you anal sex, they would. They're asking us, you know, when, when, you go into, when you go into the swinging lifestyle and you're, you know, joining this as a couple, perhaps like what, what do we get out of the lifestyle that we can't get at home or vice versa? You know, why, why keep coming home to your spouse essentially? Like what do you get from your relationship that p- other people can't I give you? I feel a fucking question bus coming my way. So it's in relation, I guess, the reason I tied it in with this podcast is because, again, it's part of that taking one for the team and that whole fact that these other people cannot be 100% for you. You know, they can't be your everything. You need to fulfill that within yourself um, and your partner as well. So, hey, Dee, there's a bus coming your way. Ready for it? (laughs) What What do you get from our relationship? What is it that I give you that other people just don't in the lifestyle or out there in the world in general? Love. I mean, that's certainly part of it. Now, ask me to define love. Well, fucking hell. There goes another two hours of uh, running around in circles talking to each other. I think there's a whole lot of th- there's a whole mess of things there. One of them is forgiveness. I, I don't ex- necessarily expect people in the lifestyle to forgive something that I do that is potentially unforgivable. Whereas I would hope that if so- if something happens in our relationship that's really tough for us to deal with we still work through it right but if i do that in a lifestyle friendship scenario or even a deep friendship scenario if it's bad enough then it's quite likely they'll walk away so the ability not and i don't mean that gives me the ability to do things that are wrong but it yeah, means you still that, like there's still the the underlying don't be a dick <laughs> yeah 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 of course but it means that i now you know i have the ability to perhaps make mistakes without realising that they're mistakes. Well, you're human. Of course you're going to make mistakes. Yeah, yeah, but it gives me the ability to know that I've got a solid foundation of somebody that I can talk with who will help me realise why it was a mistake and then also realise a way to, to work through that. That's certainly part of it. Well, we've never been or we've never gotten to the point where we were at public displays of affection and things like that as well with other couples. You know, we're not... You know, we're not walking the street holding hands with other people. Things like that, that sort of affection rather than lustful interaction is something that you give me as well. Now, that may change in future. We may actually find couples or friends or singles that we're happy to walk three-way hand-in-hand as a thruple walking down the street. You know, that might happen, but it's further down the track for us. So there's there's a whole world of things that you give me that other people can't. So... Bus coming back your fucking way. Is it? Nice. Nice. Chugga, 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 So what's, uh, what do I give you that you don't get from others? I think that your, your situation out there in the world can sometimes be a bit of a highlight reel and other people don't necessarily get a chance or accept you 
for the faults, the fears, and the cracks that live inside of you. So I think that's what I get from from you. I know that, you know, I mean, a perfect example, you came home recently, I was literally sitting on the couch, a bottle of wine in one hand, a chocolate block in the other, watching a chick flick and ugly crying. And you walked into that situation. You know, really, I don't share that with other people. Uh, people don't get to see that. Equally, well, you don't know I've had video cameras set up, <laughs> set for, up ages, for ages. So. Teddy cam. Yeah. Equally, I, I don't share necessarily my, my, my deep down fears or I also don't necessarily share, you know, my goals, my dreams, my desires, my wants with everybody. That's what I get from my, my spouse, from you, is that you see the entire picture of me. You get the entire version of Kate, the best days, the worst days and everything in between and all of the things that I'm too afraid to share with somebody else because I don't necessarily think that they can handle that or probably want to hear about it, to be honest. More, yeah. It's probably more the fucking point. <laughs> That's the big difference, I think, that you know, you're not going to lay it all out there on the line because these people that you're meeting with, yeah, even in a long-term relationship like we have perhaps uh, with Pete and Sarah down in Sydney, they, they do see elements of that and we see that in them, that you know, we share our hardships and everything else, but I don't think that we necessarily share the really uh, ugly stuff or you know, those aspirations that perhaps you're just a little bit too ashamed to tell people. Well, I mean... I'm not terribly ashamed to tell people things as a general rule. Okay. But so, yes, I agree. Yours is much less dick-like response than mine, although you did have a fuckload of time to prepare your response, <laughs> whereas I was given all of 15 seconds. So we had another question, but I'm going to also, hey, look, the bus is coming back. It's doing a U-turn. It's busting, it's busting <laughs> a Yui. It's busting a Yui up at the up at the next roundy, and uh, it's coming back on our direction. So we we had, Nobody says roundy. I don't know what the fuck you do. Don't try and Australianise words that are not Australianised. Yes, they do. Nobody says roundy. Maybe back where I grew up. Nobody says roundy. Just because we're lame and bogans. Yes. Possible. Yeah. Reclaiming and reconnecting. So we received an email out there, and again, I'm tying it back into this particular podcast because I think if you don't have a good time at an event, sometimes this could play a little bit more into this, but they said for them the idea that reclaiming your partner – that reconnection but if you're using the term reclaiming that it's wrong you know it doesn't it, it rubbed them the wrong way they felt like the actual term was I think the term's pretty crap you think it's crap too well, so I that was their point they're like claim, oh, exactly I don't have a claim on you you I, don't own me yeah 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 you don't own me <laughs> so uh, you you're not the boss of me I I agree with that you know is reclaiming wrong a wrong term I think yes. There, there is no such thing as a wrong term. It's just a term being used inappropriately. Is it the right term to be using? Is that a better for phrase? that particular for that particular instance? I would say it's a on the hardbound definition, which I'm busily typing away right now to figure out. There we go. Found it. Got it in front of me. Your hand uh, is my, amazing. My amazing hand, uh, dear Murphy. I am an elf. Oh, sorry, that's what my hand says. That's a callback to The Simpsons for anyone who's out there who's listening and who knows Simpsons stuff. I don't. I think it's a, it's a correct term. It's just been used incorrectly. Reclamation is the idea that you're taking something back that you didn't or that you owned previously. You're taking something back. So the the term of ownership in that is the bit that I don't like. Okay. Yeah. And what about reconnecting? Do you think reconnecting's fine? Yeah. And do you think that, I think in the beginning, maybe we may have done 
we may have actually practiced a little bit of that or we may have like reconnected with each other. I'd like to do it every time. It's just that generally your JJ is too worn Always out too after the after the fact. So you, you know, would like to do that generally every time? Generally the JJ is worn out. Okay, well why why would you like to do that every time? Is it just because you want more sex or is there an element of like let's let's come back together as a couple back to the... the it's a little of column A, a little column B, another Simpsons callback. Yeah, so I think it's, it, it's definitely both. I... Definitely want more sex, but I want that sex to be with you because I, I want to know that we're both happy and satisfied and back into our little canister of joy. Okay. I think because a, a little while ago we, we did have – we had a play session and then I think we may have hopped on planes or gone and then we were away from each other for about three days. I remember you finally getting home, say, on that fourth day and your comment to me was, I, ha- I haven't had sex. The last man, the last man inside of you was – Rando man B, you know, um, it wasn't me. And I think you, you had a bit of a problem with that, being that it was so long between that play session and us having sex together again. Yes. Why was that? Just again because you wanted same, to... Exactly the same deal. I mean, it's uh, it's just the want to be involved with you and the want to be the last person who got you off, I suppose. I don't know. It's, call me a fucking caveman. I'm sure there's a lot of women out there right now who are, but it's just that is what it is. And do you think there's anything? I mean, I don't really think it's a negative thing. I don't see it as a as a as a problem. Can as be such. seen as a negative thing because there's a connotation of ownership there as well. I think you know because I wasn't the last man to come inside you, you know, or come with you means that I'm somehow lesser or less. I take less ownership of you. I think. Yeah, I, it I is, suppose it, it could is be. what it is. People uh, could judge say, away. Yeah, people could also say that there's an element of, I guess, just thinking about you know playing devil's advocate that there's an element of. Uh, jealousy or insecurity, not necessarily jealousy, insecurity there because you want to make sure that like we're good and you've got to get back to being that last person with somebody. I don't think that's what you're doing it for, but I'm just saying I think that there there is an argument that that could be one of the reasons why people might want to I mean, do it. We can make up arguments all day if you like. Could we? It could be that the, the starfish that you like and those starfish remind you of having sex with your partner. Okay. I, I don't necessarily have uh, a desire for it, you know. Starfish or for sex for, with your partner? For reconnecting back after oh, a play gotcha. session. Like immediately, you know, I don't really feel the need to do that. Let's just establish you are into starfish though, right? They're pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, five fingers. They're, they can fucking know, zoom around. We've seen them in the stay ocean. Stay in one spot. I've accidentally le- stood on one before. That they look blindingly hard, but they're not. They're that made me feel really soft. bad. Yeah, you broke one of his legs off. I did not break a leg no, off. Don't did. make shit up. And then two starfish grew from one and you created a life. I don't necessarily feel the need to do that. I think it can be quite lovely. It can be fun, but not necessarily at that evening or after the immediately after the play session. You know, I think sometimes we just naturally tend to do it in a play session. You know, you may start with your partner or start with the other people, but you may then go back to your partner at the end of a play session. So... For you, does that reconnecting need to happen separately outside of the play session or yes. can it just be at the end of that particular session with the other no, people it's, in the room? It's at the, it's at the outside of the play session because that yeah. brings it back to being us rather yeah. than us with others. Us with others, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, cool. Which is, I mean, that that then, so to throw a question back your way. Oh, my God, if the, this bus, is, the bus is if this is the, you know, If this is how, it, how you say that you don't need that reconnection or, and don't need that, level of sexual inter- interaction after a play session, then what's to say that we can't just have people sleep in our beds with us for the for the evening? Mm, that's very true, actually. If you're going, if I, if I don't need that, I guess because that sleeping in our bed is 
is probably a, a level of intimacy. I just, I'm not puzzled, so I don't sleep, so, sleep well at the best of times, so, like, fuck that noise. So, fucking in a bed, not intimate, sleeping in a bed, intimate. Yeah, didn't say there was a logic to it, that's just... That's, I know, I mean, that's expected. Cool, anything else to add on that topic? No. Thanks for the questions, guys. Appreciate you sending us stuff in. Love yeah, it. Yeah, could you... Could you, like, send me a fucking text or something so I get a bit of a heads up on the next questions that are coming <laughs> because, you know, I've actually been run over by the bus and reversed over a couple of times. Let's take a break. I want to come back and I want to talk about a blog real quick. Okay, so... And we're back. And we're back. So the Monongamish Marriage Blog, Friends from Canada, just released a blog Canada. that... Canada. That Canada, yeah. I want to I want to mention this particular one because they they talk about sex therapy. Didn't think that through, did you? Not really. They they share a lot of of um, themselves in this particular blog. It's it's really amazing. Thank you so much, guys, for for quite frankly being so so honest. They op- the opening line here is what happens when swingers lose the desire to have sex, and they're talking about the fact that they're going through some issues at the moment together that. Their sex drive, uh, their libido has been lowered and, and how they're working through that as non-monogamous people. And that was a really great blog. Really appreciated the fact that you guys really bared your soul there. So for everybody out there, please check that blog out. I'll put the show notes with a link to it and uh, go and support our friends over at the Monogamish Marriage blog. I just wanted to mention that because it was really uh, honest and raw and uh, insightful as well. Thank you. Do you anything else to say before we wrap up today's... Episode amazing eighty five swinging down on a podcast start eight ninety seven. <laughs> no, I don't think I have anything else to add other than I would like some sex. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Appreciate the hell out of you guys, and thank you again. And thanks to everyone who actually supports us on Patreon. Uh, unexpected, please stop it. Thanks, Davo. <laughs> Davo, you're a fucking legend. <laughs> you're a legend. <laughs> Yeah, 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 but